please replace my fear and disbelief with a strong faith. What we are asked to believe here tonight, friends, is and always has been, well, somewhat hard to believe. The claims of Christmas are, from certain vantage points, incredible. Literally incredible. Not credible. The existence of angels. The appearance of angels. The appearance of angels to common folk, like Mary. And then the announcement that they're sent by God. Sent by God climactically to prepare a young unmarried virgin to accept a miraculous pregnancy. A miraculous pregnancy that will make her womb swell with a life that made life itself, that is life itself. So we are to understand again here at Christmas time that Mary will give birth to the one who gave birth to her. Mary will suckle the one whom gave her lips to suckle. Mary will sustain the one who sustains her and sustains each one of us. It's incredible. This Christmas story, God in the womb, God in the form, indeed God become a human being. And even more than God become human, the story goes on to live the life that we were supposed to live as a truly human person in every way, in perfect obedience to the Father, in order to die the death that we deserve as our substitute in order to deal with sin, death, and shame once and for all. And then, yes, and then to usher in a new creation that will be perfected, morally mature, uncorrupted and uncorruptible. In so many ways in the past and still today, this message seems incredible. It strikes our ears as fantastical. How can we come to believe it or strengthen the faith that we already have in this familiar Christmas story? In the early third century after Jesus, some 170 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus, some 1900 years in the rear view mirror from our perspective, a man by the name of Tertullian a man by the name of Tertullian came suddenly and decisively to believe in Jesus Christ. Certain legendary sources understood him to explain his conversion to Christ in this way. Why did he come to believe? Tertullian said this, credo quia absurdum. I believe because it is absurd. One of the ways this phrase has been understood is like this. Tertullian was saying, that he came to believe because no one, no human being, could have made the Christmas story up. It's so absurd, so incredible, so fantastical that there's only one explanation for its appearance. It came from a mind that transcends the human mind. It originated in an imagination that outflanks the human imagination, which is to say it came from God. And thus, it must be true. That is one way of cutting up the apple, and it's a fine way. But there's also another way, I think. Tertullian may have said, I believe because it is absurd. But today we might properly say, and in a timely fashion, 
in a world and culture that is becoming increasingly absurd and therefore fragmented and broken, I believe because this story strikes me as more sensible and necessary than ever. It answers the deepest cries of the human heart. The idea here, friends, is that as Western culture without God is forced to do things like invent meaning for itself, and thus becomes more and more absurd as more and more people are forced to build unique identities and, yes, moralities for themselves out of thin air, and some to grab power to do it, and as the wheels then inevitably begin falling off and more brokenness shows up on the scene, the story about Jesus is going to begin to sound ever more and ever more believable because it's going to sound ever more and ever more necessary. The only answer indeed to the deepest cries of the human heart. Cries for things like justice and meaning and redemption and stability and beauty and community and order and depth and yes, let us hear it again, hope for life beyond the shadow of death. To be sure, we can see this, can't we? In a world where we are and will feel increasingly empty, as relationships are broken into pieces and hollowed out by the dubious blessing of digital presences, will we not increasingly feel the need to be impregnated anew with the life of God? In a world where those things that had previously sustained us, like our connections to place and meaningful work and civic engagement and face-to-face -face social engagement, as these things begin to fade into the background due to technological progress, among other things, will we not experience the deep need to be sustained by a power that is not of this world? Or again, in a world where ideological rifts and divisions between humans rise, and we learn again that the biggest messes in this world originate from the selfish and greedy human heart, from the evil that has taken up residence in us all, will we not again feel the need with a burning for one to come who can deal with the issue of the corrupt human heart, the condition that assails us all? And finally, friends, in a world where some have dreams of creating heaven on earth, that will eventually, in human wisdom alone, only amount to inflaming conditions for hell on earth, as human attempts to utopia tend to do, will we not also begin yearning for a king, a leader to come in the line of the great good kings of this world like King David, who is an even better and more just and more righteous king, and who can and will set up a kingdom of peace and flourishing and freedom and love that will never end. His kingdom will endure. Tertullian may have said, I believe because it is absurd. And that is one way of slicing up the apple. But another way of slicing up the apple and perhaps more relevant to our moment here in the West in the years that are to come is to say that I believe because in a world that is getting ever more absurd and therefore broken, this story about God becoming human to save us is becoming ever more sensible and ever more necessary.
It is our only hope. Come and see, friends, again, or for the first time. It is God himself who summons you. Come and see what God has done, has done in the Christ child, in Jesus our Lord. Thank you for listening to the Willoughby Church Sermon Podcast. The Willoughby Church Podcast Network also has podcasts about discipleship, the Heidelberg Catechism, and even a podcast hosted by some of the youth. You can find out more about the Willoughby Church Podcast Network by going to willoughbychurch.com.